Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast and your just audio experience hosted by me, Tyler. And we are back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Glad to have you guys back this week on a Wednesday evening, a victory week as the Jets defeat the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Um, a few notes on that, and then we'll jump into this week's game preview of the Denver Broncos. Um, what to expect? Um, you know, maybe a final score prediction. I don't usually do those because I don't like to jinx the team or anything like that, but um, maybe we can get into some of those um, towards the end of the episode here. But to start off versus the Green Bay Packers, um, let's see, where do we want to start? There are, you know, many teams in the NFL that underperform, you know, as as the season goes on and many teams that were picked to do really well this season don't do so well. Um, I think the Packers fall into that category. You know, I think the Bucks so far, a little bit of the Buccaneers. Um, they, those two teams off the top of my head fall into that category, two teams out of the NFC. And the NFC right now looks wide open, really, for any team, uh, especially out of the NFC East. I think either of the, any of those teams, really, either, you know, maybe outside of the Commanders can take um, the NFC. But it's going to be interesting. And the Packers... You know, heading into this game against the Jets, I think a lot of pe- people pick the Packers to win. If not, you know, pick the Packers to win a really close game. Um, but that just wasn't the case. The Jets went into Lambeau Field and, you know, destroyed them, I would say, honestly, t- towards the end of the game. It was it was a close game for the majority of it. I think a lot of Jets fans were getting a little nervous. or I wouldn't say nervous. I would say getting impatient for the Jets, you know. They were three and two heading into this game. You know, you want to see well, where's the big play. Where where's the play where you're like, okay, the Jets can, you know, rest comfortably, thinking you know they have the lead now. You know, you don't have to come from behind. And the Jets didn't come from behind the entire game. They led actually the entire game, which was nice to see for once. Um, they did it last week as well. Um, so I think, you know, the, the Jets didn't play a complete game at all. I think they played a game where they were hoping for the Packers to you know, not beat them. And I think that's how you have to play some of these games. I think it's going to be similar against the Broncos where, you know, you're going to bet on your defense. You're going to bet on your special teams to really outplay the other team's unit. Um, and that's the case, right? The Jets had a block punt, block field goal against the Packers. Quinn Williams had an outstanding game. We'll get into more um, of him later and how he's playing at an all-world level at the moment. But let's get into a little bit about Zach Wilson, right? Because this game, as I said, you, you just didn't want the Packers to beat you over top. You don't want the Packers to beat you on the ground. They didn't either of those, and Aaron Rodgers, of course, was battling that thumb injury for the majority of the game, and it was obviously bothering him because he kept grabbing at that hand, he kept motioning to the sideline a little bit, like, all right, you know, it's bothering me a little bit, I'm probably not going to play to my full potential here because I have, an, I have a thumb injury that's, you know, obviously um, limiting his throwing power, throwing accuracy a little bit throughout the game. You still saw that, you know, spurs of Rodgers where, like, he threw a ball deep down the sideline to Alan Lazard, perfect coverage by DJ Reed almost, and, you know, he just fit it in there somehow, so... Um, I think that play should have been challenged, though. I think he was bobbling it out of bounds. But nevertheless, um, the Jets got out of this game, um, you know, with a win. And I think that means a lot, you know, to this coaching staff, adjusting in the second half when the game was tied, what was it, 3-3 or 6-6? Heading into the um, second half, the Jets were able to come out of it and be the dominant team in the second half and win 27-10, I think. Scoring 27 points on a Packers defense that is first or, you know, top five, I would say, I think, in pass defense. The Broncos are actually, I believe, first in pass defense. So they're going to go into the Broncos game. We'll get into a little more of that later. But they're going to have to go into that Broncos game, similar to how they went into the Green Bay game, thinking, okay, we're really not going to be able to pass the ball too efficiently with Pat Sertain on the other side. So um, let's, you know, command the run with Brees Hall, who's been having a fantastic rookie year. Who We'll get into a little more about him as well. 
Brees has been, just been fantastic. Um, he's been, you know, ripping these larger runs week by week now. He had a huge one versus Green Bay towards the end of the game to spring a 30, I believe, 34-yard run on the ground um, towards that right side to really, you know, cash in the game for the Jets at that point. I think it was, um, I think it was 27 to 10 at that point. So you just love to see it from Brees, a rookie who, you know, I think has exceeded expectations up to this point, especially for those at PA, PFF who, uh, you know, kind of, Hated on the Jets draft pick to Brees at that point. Um, I'm not sure of the exact account on Twitter, but Jets fans are rightfully braiding him for, um, you know, his his hatred of that pick. But Brees has been fantastic. Um, and, you know, it, it's going to be interesting how they continue to utilize him week by week because they they did, they threw a little bit of Michael Carter in there towards the end of the game. He, of course, had that nice 20 to 25-yard 20, uh, run towards the end of the game as well to kind of ice the game um, at that point. But, it's just great to see this backfield kind of thriving. Um, and I think they're daring teams to kind of stop the run, to open up that play action. We really haven't seen the full, um, you know, I, I would say the full arsenal of, of the Jets, what they have in their passing attack with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Zach Wilson had that nice throw to Corey Davis on the run. Um, that was kind of the setup. You know, the Jets ran the ball from the, the majority of the game. They, you know, decided to take a shot there to just really – pick up the momentum and try to get down the field as fast as possible. And that was the drive where Braxton Barrios ran the end round, uh, around 20 to 25 yards to the end zone. Dwayne Brown being a beast on that block towards the left side. So um, I think that's what really got the Jets jump started. And then they obviously blocked the punt and it was all downhill for the Packers. So um, the Jets 4-2, and two, um, it's really impressive. It's really encouraging. And I think it's encouraging that they're winning games with Zach not having to throw 25 times a game uh, or even more. You know, he will have to throw 20 to 25 to 30 to 35 times a game, you know, again this season. Um, not saying that he's going to be, you know, keep getting off these 10 passes or 18 pass attempts, 20 pass attempts. It's not going to happen. Um, it's the NFL. It's 2022. You're going to have to pass the ball. Um, and when teams start to pick up that you're going to run the ball with Brees almost every down, um, <laughs> Zach Wilson's going to have to drop back eventually here um, and try to find the open guy. And I think he's been doing a good job at game managing, which is not a bad term. It's a very good term, actually, when your team is winning. Um, and I think this is exactly what you want Zach Wilson to be doing right now. You don't want him to be forcing those turnovers. He's been turnover free, knock on wood, um, for the past, um, I believe it's nine quarters now. So you know, you, you can't you can't hate it. You gotta love it. He's three and as a starter through twenty twenty two and the Jets are um four and with Brees Hall scoring a touchdown. So that that another tidbit there that I posted on my Instagram New York Jets game plan, so go check that out. Um but overall I think the Jets have played pretty good um in these games that they're winning, and I think they've been winning them decisively. You haven't really had that close game other than the Steelers game. These wins are coming, obviously the Browns game as well, but these wins are coming against the Dolphins, 40-17. to um, This week against the Packers, not really a close game. Seemed like one in the first half, not so much in the second, 27-10. to Then obviously the Browns' miracle win, and then the Steelers' fourth quarter comeback with those two touchdown drives uh, led by Zach Wilson. So you saw it against the Steelers with Zach. I think you'll see it against teams moving forward, and I think a team like the Bills um, – who have a very good defense, but you know, the Jets, if they're five and two up to that point, or I mean, actually they would play the Patriots before that. Um, if they're, you know, six and two, five and three, if they're even five and three, say they win the Broncos, they beat the Broncos, they lose to the Patriots. If they're five and three going into the bills game, who's to say we're not going to have some expectations. Who's to say, who's to say, you know, you don't want the Jets to score some points in this game and try to keep up with a Buffalo team that looks to be one of the best teams in the NFL right now. Um, you know, it's either, I would say, either the Eagles or the Bills at this point, the Chiefs narrowly behind them. I think the Jets, 
you know, we'll get to the Buffalo game when we do, but you, you want to see that stark, you know, that, that steep improvement heading into, you know, the bye week. And I think the Jets, if they can pick up a win against the Broncos, if they could fight hard against the Patriots at home, the Patriots, you know, they're deceiving. They played well as of late. Obviously, blew out the, the Detroit Lions 29-0. Um, but they'll be traveling to New York. They'll be traveling to East Rutherford, and they'll have to um, take on a Jets team by that point. Hopefully, a win against the Broncos would, you know, Take this team over the top to where they need to go, and five and two would do a lot for this team morale. Would do a lot for you know players having confidence in their coach and Robert Sala's coach speak doesn't only you know mean just words coming out of his mouth. It means actions on the field. And I think the Jets are starting to prove that at four and two here. Um, so I think with that, the Packers game is behind us. Moving on to the Broncos game a little bit here. And as I reiterated before, you know, um, I do want to touch on Elijah Moore a little bit as well and his thoughts on Twitter about not being utilized as much in the offense. But I believe Robert Sala had um, some some a chat with Elijah, and I think he understands that, you know, this team's winning. This team's blossoming in front of our eyes, and I think eventually Elijah will certainly get involved. Um, I think the Jets are going to try to, you know, manufacture a few plays for him in this Broncos game, even though the Broncos have a great pass defense. I think they're going to try to get Elijah Moore Moore the ball a little bit more. Just have a gut feeling, so uh, be on the lookout for that. But the Jets against the Broncos, it's going to be a low-scoring game, I have to guess. It's going to be a hard-fought battle on defense, special teams. Um, You know, the low oxygen levels at that elevation um, in Denver should play a role uh, on the defensive line. But if you remember, the Jets do um, like to rotate the defensive linemen, so it's going to be interesting how that affects um, the front four and um, heading back towards the defense, of course, the linebackers and the safeties. Um, are they going to be gassed a little bit more than usual in this high elevation? Who knows? Um, the Jets have played in Denver before, so they last year, actually, so they know um, you know what to expect against the Broncos team that you know is, is bad, um, you know, watching them on prime time every week at this point. It's, it's bad. Um, but I, I think Russell Wilson, you know, Robert Sala said, and this is just coach speak, this is being, you know, um, nice to the opponent. It's not giving them any bulletin board material, but he said, you know, this offense is about to click, right? This offense is about to get in rhythm. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying he's right because Russell Wilson has not looked like the Russell Wilson we've seen in the past years. Um, this Broncos offense under Nathaniel Hackett hasn't looked like the Broncos offense that we were really advertised in the offseason, but I think they'll only get better. I, I can't really see them getting worse. So the Jets certainly can't take them lightly. They can't take any opponent lightly. Um, but I think in Denver, this has the potential to be a track game. This has the potential to be a game where, you know, the Jets come into a little too confident. We've seen it in the past, you know, back-to-back wins. The Jets come into the game a little too confident, a little too cocky. I think it is different with this team, though. I think cockiness is playing this team's favor. I think having guys like Sauce Gardner, Bruce, you know, Bruce Hall, Garrett Wilson, having that swag, that young, um, you know, that young potential, that energy could help the Jets in this game a little bit. Um, you know, because they, they don't really know what it, it's like to lose, right? They don't really know what it's like to have huge expect, expectations. And, you know, um, these guys, you know, coming from these successful college programs should be able to, you know, I think elevate to the level that they're playing at. And I think the Jets have a good chance in this Broncos game if they're able to temper expectations, just play free and have fun. And I think the Jets against the Broncos should be a good game. It's going to be a low-scoring affair, I would have to guess. And the Jets, you know, um, under the utility of Bryce Hall, uh, Bryce Hall, sorry, um, should be able to um, come out of this game victorious. So hopefully the Jets um, 
you know, I, I think utilize Brees Hall to the to the point where um, they feel comfortable possibly throwing the ball a bit more in this game and uh, maybe getting some open looks with Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. I do want to see Zach, you know, throw the ball maybe more than 10 times uh, this game, even though the Broncos have a number one pass defense. I think teams are going to start picking up on Brees Hall running the ball on first and second down. So you're going to have to, you know, pass a little more and try to get in rhythm with your receivers and tight ends and such. So hopefully that uh, we get a lot, we get a lot more of that. Um, out of Zach Wilson, and you know, I'm not mad with the way he's playing. He's three and zero to start. The Jets are um, four and two. You can't be mad if they were two and four. I think you would have a bit more concern with Zach's playing, and I think at the level of Zach's playing at. But um, I think it's okay as of now, and hopefully it stays that way as we head into Week Seven. So. I think with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode here. I really appreciate everyone tuning in for this episode of the Game Plan Pod. If you have not already, make sure you follow my Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, and make sure you follow, um, you know, just all my social medias and follow along with all things Jets. I'll post throughout the season and make more of these podcasts weekly. So I really appreciate it. Um, and I'll see you next week for hopefully another victory week. See you.